Bogey's Garage. What we thought was take one is take Not two too, tonight. Oh. <laughs> Not so serious. At least oh. it's a take. Hey, hey, as long as we can work it out, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of on their time. And, so uh, we'll be flexible. It, it actually worked out great. Yeah, so, uh, worked out perfect. Everybody cooperated nicely for us. Absolutely. So we're, we're glad that Hunter, um, we have Hunter Schoenberg on tonight, and he had a little conflict when we normally said we were going to do it, and we reached out to Matt. We could got, wait a half hour. Got taken care of with Matt, and then he was ready to roll. He said he has three and a half hours to yeah. do a podcast. So um, Hopefully we don't go that long. Yeah, hopefully we don't. People but, will be uh, tired of listening. Well, we won't have enough to say anyhow. So. <laughs> You could maybe talk that long to him. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know if I got I'd have to get the Pepsi out of the fridge. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, a couple quick thank yous again. Um, I'm gonna throw out Matt McKinney, my fellow teacher. Um, RM Woodworking Shop in Larchwood, Iowa. Look him up on Facebook. Another one is Michelle Sanderson with American Hero Clothing. She is making our hooded sweatshirts that we just ordered again. We're gonna get those in time for Christmas. And then JJ Designs. Um, Jared is making our flex fit hats and our stocking hats. Um, it's our first time going with Jared. Um, Got we're to know excited. Him through Lee. Yeah, goes. Yeah, absolutely. Another fellow race car driver. Yep. And uh, we're just happy to support him. And we would love for you guys to reach out to him also to um, give him a little support. He does. He, he just actually sent us our first, uh, we first were just Jimmy. looking, yeah. our first picture of the stocking hats with our Hoagie's Garage logo on it. So um, it's it looks awesome. So we're pumped about that. And when we come back. Hunter Schoenberg. Hunter Schoenberg. All right, we're back at the garage with Hunter Schoenberg. So Hunter, how's it going? Tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and whatnot. It's going good. Um I, my, uh, I'm 33 years old. Uh, I'm from Missouri originally and live in Indy now. I've got a wife, Jessica, and two kids, Whelan and Wynn. Whelan's almost five, uh, a couple weeks away from his birthday, and my daughter, Wynn, just turned a year old. So a uh, lot of, lot of, lot of uh, energy running, running around chasing the kids <laughs> in itself along with our, our racing schedule. So uh Life stays pretty busy, that's for sure. So, so is your your youngest one, or not the youngest, the no. oldest one, Are you? is he getting any kind of racing or not interested or? He, uh, he, he says he's going to race. Yeah, we, we have, uh, uh, we have a quarter midget I bought for him. I, I'm not really, I guess I'm not really interested in being a quarter midget dad. Um, <laughs> but I, I did, he had a go-kart when he was four and. I, that just made me way too nervous with him running around and, and not having a roll cage on top of yep. his head. And so we bought the quarter midget just, just so he's got something that he can, uh, run around with and, and, uh, just get some laps. We, we bought a, uh, we bought a house on, on some acreage here to, to put the race shop on uh, about six months ago. And, and our, our, our other big motivation with that was Have having a, a place where we could put yep. a racetrack um, just for him to get laps. I, I feel like for him at this stage, he's five. You know, <laughs> yep. he, he, he needs to just 
figure out if he thinks it's fun or not. Um, so we bought the quarter midget. I bought three more go-karts that are for the bigger guys. That way, if, uh, you know, I, I have one for myself and uh, Clinton, my brother-in-law, and if maybe if, you know, Rico comes to the house or Logan CV or somebody like that, I'm just going to let him bang wheels with those guys in the backyard. And I feel like he'll get a lot more laps that way. And oh, How much and, more fun could that be for a kid than banging oh, wheels with those guys? Yeah. Way, way more fun, and, and and I don't, I just don't believe in making it that serious that fast. I mean, yep. if I think, I think a quarter midget, even at the competitive level, is really just good for a kid developing a love for the sport if he's going to, and um, that's what I plan to do with my kid. It just uh, right now he he thinks he likes it, but. Yeah, I mean, if you asked him, he likes his fishing pole as much as his race car, and that's that's uh, that's totally fine with me. That's that's a good um, thing to like. <laughs> so do so you, he he will he will never turn down a fishing trip. Rain, shine, snow, uh, hundred degrees outside. If you ask him if he wants to go fishing, he's going. Yeah. Racing with them guys, we, we used to race go karts out at Fulkins's, and that sounds racing with them guys would be a little bit more exciting than what we were doing, but we did have one, one guy when they sponsored John Barger, he came down and raced with us one Sunday, but then he drove my cart. So then I had to just watch. So, but so that's not sure. the same list as what you got. So, but it, we had a blast just sure. doing that. So I can only imagine. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's my motivation with it. It's, it'll, it'll be a way for me and my friends to have fun. It'll be a way for him to have fun and, and, learn some stuff without really knowing he's learning anything. Yep. Um, you know, I don't want to make it technical on him at five years old and just let him beat wheels with those guys and he'll learn stuff while he's having fun. And if he, if that grows into him wanting to do it later, that's great. And yep. he'll have the seat time in there already. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So when did you get started and how did you get started? About his age, uh, I was just a sprint car fan from from day one, really, or from the time I was old enough to know any better. Uh, actually, one of the racetracks that we're going to this year on the all-star schedule in Benton, Missouri, is, um, it's been shut down for a long time, but that's that's where I grew up going and watching sprint car, local sprint car racing, and um, my dad raced a modified as well, and when I got old enough to want to drive, he bought a go-kart and I kind of went down the same path that my kid has started to do, which is just kind of for fun. I'd race on Fridays. My dad would run his modified on Saturdays or if he wasn't racing, we'd go watch a sprint car race. And, um, that's just, that's just how I got started. Just, just doing the karting thing. And that turned into micro sprints and sprint cars. And, uh, I kind of grew up in, more of a stock car late model area but we we were just sprint car fans (laughs) so how big of a change was it for you to go from the wingless to the wing uh it's pretty big i I mean you know they're all just race cars at the end of the day um you know and, and they're they're all i won't say they're easy to figure out but if you're a race car driver you just figure it out and uh uh, you know, I definitely thought that's how it was going to be, but it, it, it was harder to make that adjustment than I thought it would be. Um, it, you know, you, 
and you hear everybody talk about dirty air, which was which was a big factor. You know, just learning the different race craft. You know, non-wing sprint car racing is is more just uh, aggression, and and you don't have to worry about getting stuck behind a guy and catching his dirty air. Yep. If your slider doesn't go just perfect, it's it's you you don't waste a whole lap trying to get that one bad slider back. And wing sprint car racing is a little bit more of a chess match. You gotta you, you gotta you gotta plan your passes a few laps before you do it, and, and you gotta make sure that when you get there, you're you're gonna clear it. You're not gonna start that back and forth fest, you know, with yep. with the guy that you're racing with because you you you, you end up paying for it you know laps at a time instead of corners at a time yeah Um, so there's 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 definitely i think some more racecraft involved in it and there's there's more thinking involved it's more momentum based Um, but they both have their challenges you know i don't think one's easier than the other uh they're just two kind of different schools of thought yeah, yeah you, you sit there and trade sliders back and forth for two or three laps and say you're running second and third or third and fourth doing that you're definitely not catching the leader no no a, a non-wing car you can you can throw a a big slider and blow through the cushion and, and you really only burn you know the straightaway that's after that that yeah. bad slider with with the wing car if you do that you pay for it for a whole lap sure um, yeah. it, you know so just just a little bit of a different school obviously learning how to run a car a lot straighter was tough um but it uh took just took time you know it took time uh it took admitting a lot of mistakes and <laughs> trying to correct them and and just uh trying to get better so do you watch yourself race do you watch other people race i mean what ways do you try and get better I, I do a little bit of both. Actually, this year I started putting a GoPro on my car a little bit more just so, you know, on the nights when the GoPro is not just getting completely caked with mud, you can actually <laughs> see what's going on. Um, you can you can kind of see what the car is doing, and you can see how you reacted to it, uh, which is nice because sometimes in the moment when that happens, you don't really notice exactly how you're reacting to things. Everything's sure. just kind of more natural, and you're not thinking about it. Um, so that helped a lot. Uh, you know, a, a lot of it though, is just watching YouTube videos of certain tracks before you go. Um, I'm big on a notebook, you know, whether it's yep. the setup, the setup stuff or the driving stuff, just having a notebook, you know, Hey, we did this to the car on this date at this racetrack. It did work or it didn't work. Same thing with the driving, you know, um, we're going to Eldora track slick to a curb. I tried this line in qualifying and it didn't work very well. This is what I should have done different. And, you know, 90% of the time when you go back to those places, the tracks haven't changed that yep. much. Yep. Um, so you're just, you're just able to, uh, to kind of learn from the mistakes that you put in your notebook. I, I think if you don't, if you don't put them in a notebook, some of those mistakes just, they, they become forgotten and, yep. and you don't, you don't remember what you were correcting from the year before. Well, with a, with a good notebook, you have a starting point every time you come to the track. This is kind of how the track works. This is where we can start and make adjustments from there after hot laps. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's. Uh, I think that's been key 
for us, whether it was the car or a key for me as a driver is just having a notebook and then actually taking the time to read it. Uh, <laughs> when you, when you go back to a place, you know, some guys I think maybe do take notes and then they just like, ah, I've been here, you know, 10 times. I don't need to look at the notebook and see what we did last year. I'm just going to do this, you know? Yep. Uh, and I'm guilty of that sometimes too. If you're, you know, we've run three nights in a row and you're on the fourth night and, you're tired and you're just ready to go home more or less. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, get the motivation to crack the notebook out and actually sit down and read it for 30 minutes and go over things. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's essential for sure. Yeah. Going back to the GoPro thing for a guy like me, I spend a lot of time watching the different GoPro videos, following different YouTube things. And I don't know if it's more, it gives you an idea a little bit about what racing's like for those of us that are either too old to get in a car or too chicken or both, however you want to put it. But I watched yep. one the other day. Team has, has a lot of stuff out there. And he had one GoPro showing his feet and the other one showing his hands out the front of the car. And that was a lot of fun to watch because people don't realize, I don't think, how much footwork goes into driving them different cars with the throttle and the brake and stuff. They just... It's just something we don't see on a regular basis, and you know we just see you go fast around the track. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people do think that you know we're just running around there wide open. Yeah, and uh, uh, even and even some sometimes sometimes when you do uh, sometimes when you do get around you know a racetrack, whether maybe there's there's 30 cars on the racetrack and it's just loud, noisy, uh, you know, even, even a guy like myself, that's been in a race car before you, uh, you kind of, you kind of get guilty of thinking, you kind of get guilty of thinking that all those guys are running around there wide open when really you're not, there's a lot more throttle control in what's going on than, than what it actually sounds like. When you get 30 cars out there, it just sounds yeah, like... it's just loud. It's just loud. And it and it looks and sounds like all of us are just running around there wide open. Yeah. Uh, and even sometimes when the track actually looks like it's got moisture, um, we're actually off the gas pedal a lot more than most people would think we are. Uh, it, there's there's a lot more in that than, than what I what I think most people realize. Well, can, uh, can I assume you get that, to get the heavy track, you go into the corner too hard, you get that thing to biking up on the right rear so bad because you got too much well, speed in the corner maybe? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Not only that, uh, I mean, you know, if, if you hung around the, the pit area very long and, and paid attention to, like, how uh, picky a crew chief is, on ride heights, you know, we get down to the, you know, sometimes the eighth or quarter of an inch on ride heights on these cars. And, uh, it's very, very critical ride height is. And, and if you smoke a car off in a corner way too fast, you got to think about how much, how much you're affecting those ride heights by barreling a car off in there too fast and maybe getting it down on the right front too hard or sure. getting it on the right rear too hard or whatever. Uh, you've basically taken, all of that time that a crew chief spends getting that car right down to the quarter of an inch and you've thrown it out the window by, by upsetting the car, by overdriving it or what have you. Um, it's, I, I try to, 
keep that car as far as how it feels in the seat of my pants, you know, kind of as close to home base or where I started as possible. You don't want to feel like you're, you're stuck down on the right front really hard, or you don't a wing car, especially you don't want to, you don't want to give the wheel too much input, get into the corner and slam it down on the left rear because then it jumps back off of it. That all of that stuff really matters. And you can, a driver can, throw a good crew chief setup right out the window by doing some of that stuff. And then I would imagine when you come into the pits after that and the crew chief is standing there kind of glaring at you, that's not always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's always that battle of the crew chief always thinks it's the driver's fault, the driver always thinks it's the crew chief's fault. <laughs> Can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Hunter, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sure. Fulkins Brothers Trucking, complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979, call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. All right, we're back with Hunter. Hunter, th this year... Um, I would I would call it a pretty successful season for you. I mean, I finished third in the points with the All Stars and four wins, if I have that right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I mean, how did you think season went? I think it I think it went well. I mean, you know, obviously as a competitor, you you could you always think it could be better. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had we had one win at Ransomville, New York, that kind of just got away from us. We. I was coming to the white flag and, and completely shredded a tire, ran over something. So we always, you know, we still talk about that when we feel like it's the one that got away. And, and those races are so hard to win when you feel like you should have had five. You uh, you can't help but think about that. Um, and, and we had a couple really close second place finishes that maybe could have turned into six or seven. And uh, You know, so there's always the what ifs and uh, the wish I could have, but you know, all, all in all, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think Tony Vermeer, my car owner, was happy with it. But we we uh, we expect more. You know, I expect more as a driver. He expects more as a car owner. And, um, you, you know, we've, we've worked together long enough now that uh, we have a really good understanding of each other. And, and you know, trust factor is, is definitely there for us. Uh, I think we both have developed a, a good relationship. And we know we're capable of more so we're happy with the season but uh i i think i'd be lying if i said i didn't feel like we left a little bit on the table uh, so no, no I, driver goes out there to run fifth or sixth you know you're always out there to try and win so it's always a disappointment yeah. a little bit when you don't but absolutely i always i always tell people too if you can roll the car in the trailer at the end of the night it's not a total loss it's not a total loss, no, but it's it's just uh, it's just disappointing. <laughs> yeah, you know, as a competitor, I, I sometimes I'll hear that like, "Well, you rolled the car in the trailer." Like, yeah, we did, but you we know, could have rolled her into victory same. lane first we, and yeah, then rolled it in the trailer. We could have won, or we could have podiumed, or whatever. I, I as a competitor, you don't yeah you don't really think you don't really think about the positive sometimes of just rolling it in the trailer. But, no, not until um, maybe the following night or something or. Yeah, on, you know, I mean, like, there's always those nights where maybe, 
maybe you get really close to crashing and you're like, man, I'm, I'm glad, I'm yeah. glad this thing's still on four wheels instead of us being in the hotel parking lot putting a new one together. Yep. But, um, you know, so it can go, it can go either way, but, um, you know, all in all, it's, it's fun just to be able to get to do what we do, get on, get out on the road and race and you're going to have nights you're satisfied with and you're going to have nights that you're not satisfied yep. with. It's a, it's a sport. That's just the nature of the yeah, beast. Absolutely. What uh what's the plans this coming year? The same same pretty, type of pretty, deal or pretty much the same thing, yeah. I, I think the all star schedule is is a, a pleasant surprise if you asked anybody that ran it last year that's gonna run it this year. Uh, everybody's uh put in put in their opinion of, of what we want to change and I I felt like the All-Stars did a great job of listening to all of us. I think the schedule reflects it. You know, it's it's a smaller amount of races, but a little more centrally located, more time to, you know, run the high-limit stuff or maybe even some other outlaw stuff. And uh, just, you know, kind of left all the quality races on the schedule. And I, I, think, um, I think as a series, they definitely just did their job. They, they listened to their members and, and took into account what we wanted and, and, uh, made some changes. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about, about another season with the all-stars next year. And, and, uh, then, you know, also getting to do the high limit stuff. I'm excited about that and excited about some, some of the Midwest world of outlaw races that we had to miss last year that we won't this year. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think we'll still run a 70 or 80 race schedule and, and it'll, uh, I think it'll be even more fun than what it was last year. That, that's great for you. Um, being you're talking the high limit races a little bit or the high money races, I haven't sat down and looked at the two schedules side by side, but, um, does it work out for you to show up at Houston's for the high bank nationals? Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a show that we, we left last year, you know, pretty happy with our, our result and um you know we 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 definitely want to come back and run that one so uh, i'm sure we'll we'll definitely be there as long as something crazy doesn't happen or we bought up a bunch of cars or something like that yeah. that's that's the, that's the plan to go you bet to come home with a two hundred fifty thousand dollar check would make for a pretty nice weekend oh man yeah i mean i, I i've always tony and i have not shied away from the fact that i, I think i am if I lean to one side or the other, I'm definitely more of a short track guy than a half mile guy. And, and uh, to have a, a race that pays 250 grand to win on a short track is uh, right up my alley and does a lot for uh, for my confidence. So um, I'm I'm really really looking forward to going back to that one as good as we were last year. Yeah, I mean we're we're really lucky. Uh, you know, the Houston's weekly shows are five thousand to win. 4,000 for second and 3,000 for third just for a weekly show. I mean, Todd Queering is is definitely bringing it when it comes to Houston's. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I think you know even even if you maybe are on the fence about going to a race like that or going that far when you've got a guy like that that's that is trying that hard and putting up that much money to support sprint car racing and it makes car racing better as a, as a fan of the sport, not just a, you know, a driver that makes a living doing it just from a sheer fan standpoint. I think, I think you just got to go support that, you know, 
Um, if, if everybody supports it, whether it's buying a ticket, sitting in the stands or, or watching it on dirt vision or, or the races on flow or, or, you know, Pushing. as a racer going, going and running the event, you know, we, we've all got to go. if We want those events to, to come back year after year. And, um, I, I definitely think that we're headed in the right direction. You know, having races like that popping up on the schedule and it, it kind of forcing other tracks or motivating other tracks might be the better word to to mm-hmm. up their game is just I think it's better for everybody involved and I, I think I think it's making sprint car racing in a, a really healthy position. Yeah. Yeah, the the reason I asked, we're we're tw- 20 minutes, maybe not even 20 minutes from Houston. So that's kind of our home local track. But well, it depends uh, on if you're going in the car or in the old push truck, because <laughs> it takes me 30 minutes to get there in the old push truck. So um, <laughs> One other question about that. You brought up the high limit. So does the All-Stars have any rules saying that you guys can't go to that? I mean, if you're riding with the World of Outlaws, you're not supposed to go to those. Am I correct on that? I think so. We we haven't the All Stars. We haven't had our competition meeting. We won't until Friday of this week at the PRI show. Yeah. So I, I I hate to speak without knowing for sure, but that's the way that it sounds. I think we're free to run those races if we want to. Um, you know, I don't know yet if we're going to have to ask for permission first or sure. You know, whatever. But it hasn't been brought up to me yet that that's going to be the case. I, I think as long as it doesn't conflict and we want to go. I think we're open to being able to go. Um, I don't. I don't think there's any restrictions on us at all. Uh, I I hate to say that for sure, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. And the high limits schedule has not been out yet, has it? No, I, I couldn't tell you much of anything about the high limit schedule. I, I haven't. I really haven't even heard rumored dates. You know, maybe short of a few. I've kind of heard I-70s got a race. Uh, I think Putnamville will probably get another one since they had the one this year. Yep. Uh, Wayne County, you know, uh, those are the only ones that I, I, I guess I could say I would count on for sure. But uh, no, I haven't haven't seen a schedule and really haven't heard a whole lot about it to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's just it was big. It's it's talk. It's something new, so everybody's kind of half excited about it. Um, sure. Um. Going back, we we talked about a little bit off air, but I'm we I'm pretty sure I saw your name on the Chili Bowl list. Um, yep. Who are you driving for down there? Is it your car or what? What do you got going on for that? I'm driving for Josh Ford, the black '73 car. Um, Jimmy May is the crew chief on it. They're from out in California. It's the same same team I ran uh, to Larry uh, in the 360 wing car uh, later or earlier this past month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, same car, same guys. Uh, well, I ran the Chili Bowl for them last year too. Um, it's uh, they're they're just they're fun guys to drive for. You know, I, I don't run a midget, but one time a year at the Chili Bowl, and uh, you know, so for me, I, I I feel like I always go there, and I spend half the time that I'm there, kind of getting acclimated to the car. By the time I'm good at it, it's about over. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're going to try to fix that this year we're going to go do some testing before we get down there and kind of get get my bearings about me a little bit and actually you know try to make a good solid competitive effort of it the, the car's good 
it's made chili bowl eight beans before. Um, I just got to step up to the plate and do my job. Maybe just got to make your track at your home a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to make it a lot bigger, and it'd have to get a lot warmer right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you there. I hear you. We got four inches of, well, Stuff freezing coming. rain first and then snow the way it sounds. So yeah. it's not, not going to be that fun here tomorrow night. So um, what? who are all your sponsors? We probably should get them on here. Yeah, we, well... Premier Motorsports has a lot. We're, you know, we're, we're blessed to, to have a whole bunch of good guys on our car. You know, the two main ones are, are obviously TK Concrete, Maxim Trucking, um, Eddie Gillstrap Motors in Salem, Indiana, uh, Tight Machinery, uh, Brookbolt Transport. Um, man, I, I, we've, we've got so many. Uh, Zip Bonds. Zip Bonds is a, a company that we, we teamed up with last year that's that's from that local Iowa area there. They're big sprint car supporters, um, super great guys. Uh, there's there's a lot of people on that car. And, and uh, Tony and Jim Vermeer, my car owners, are uh, just super supportive of me. And, um, you know, like I said, we've, we've def- definitely developed a, a trust over the last four years. And uh, feel really blessed to have to be a part of a car that has all of those marketing partners on it, sponsors, and, uh, you know, puts me in an opportunity where I, I really don't have to participate in silly season, you know, uh, yep. for the, for the past four years, it's, it's been something that I haven't had to worry about. So, uh, just something that, uh, I feel very fortunate to be a part of. Yeah. That's awesome. Because that silly season, I mean, four years is a long time now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, four four years for uh, for for any owner driver relationship, and, and, and what we do now, sadly, is is probably a long time in, in most in, in most cases. So, uh, but I, I definitely definitely hope we're together for more years. I think right now that's that's the plan, and uh, I, I don't don't see it changing. I, I got to keep doing my job and winning races and performing and and. Uh, you know, keep our marketing partners happy and, and try not to tear up too much stuff or it doesn't cost the car owner too much. And, you know, it's, it, it could always change, but, yep. but, uh, right now just enjoying, enjoying the moment and enjoying driving for a bunch of great people and, and, uh, you know, just, uh, trying to knock down all the wins that we can. Um, so a little bit involved in silly season, I've seen a lot of guys, you know, got things out there looking for crew members and whatnot. So who all helps you out with the car and the shop or the pits? Or you get the same guys back again next year? Or? Last year we had my brother-in-law, Clinton Boyles, as the crew chief. And uh, Danny Cook was, was more or less our car chief and our tire guy. You know, did a lot of... Uh, well, there's that, there's that loss we had. <laughs> Say that again. Can you hear me now? Yep. Um, Clinton Boyles was my crew chief last year, uh, my brother-in-law, and uh, Danny Cook was the car chief and the tire guy, you know, kind of kind of did a lot of that extra stuff like that. And uh, Clinton is, is uh, going to start his own business next year and, and get off the road and maybe do a little more part-time racing himself. So Danny Cook's returning, you know, uh, and we're, we're kind of in the process of trying to hire another crew chief 
Um, still working on it. Not completely sure what we're doing, but uh, I, I hope I hope we have that ironed out here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. It's kind of funny you say that because we just got done with Matt Jewell, a local guy here from T, and uh, he's looking for a crew chief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, you know, right right now in sprint car racing, I would I would say that, that that's probably the hardest part about racing a sprint car is is finding uh, you know there's not a lot of young mechanics that are that are coming up that could maybe take the place of some of the guys that'll be getting out of it soon. And, yeah. It, it makes that job super sought after and, and really valuable. Yeah, and, and it's a commitment. I mean, it's it's a it's, it's a big commitment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're gone a lot, and it's a lot of late nights. I mean, it's a it's a huge thing. So, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> All right. Well, hey, we've taken up a lot of your time. Let's get some rapid fire questions, and uh, we'll let you go here. What's your favorite right. flavor of ice cream? Got to go with strawberry. There you go. Cat or dog person? Definitely dog. Um, we talked earlier, it sounded like maybe you do some fishing and stuff, but you got hobbies that you do? I love classic cars and trucks. Oh, that's a good, that's a good guy. I like him already. <laughs> Even right. more than I did before. <laughs> uh, favorite movie by chance? Mm, probably Billy Madison. There you yep, go. Yep. Are you a snow or rain guy? Uh, definitely either. a rain guy. <laughs> rain guy, yeah. Um, Unless it's race season. <laughs> yeah, no raining on uh, show nights. Um, yeah. I don't know if you're a music guy, but if you were going to be stranded on an island, is there a certain type of music that you would need? Probably my 90s country playlist. That's the KXRB I was talking about so, earlier. I tell older you what, music, you I Hunter tell... could hang out. We're gonna have to. St- I'll stop in and say <laughs> hi when you get up here for the High Bank National. Yeah, we'll... yeah, absolutely. We'll stop and talk trucks and cars. <laughs> we'll have a good time. I, I could talk a long time about that kind of stuff. Well, there we go. We'll maybe have another podcast. We for found them, out but... Dominic Selzy. You got to talk about watches. So yeah, yeah that's his. I don't go-to know anything thing. about watches. So <laughs> I only known one. <laughs> Uh, favorite play? You got a favorite place to go out and eat? Hmm. Uh, or does no, the wife I'm, make I'm, you a go-to I'm, meal at home? Go-to meal at home? Man, I don't know. I, I pretty much any, any, any chicken recipe I'm good with. Um, uh, I guess I don't, I, I, I really love my, my wife is from Kansas city. And there's a Mexican place there called Jose Peppers and probably nobody else has ever heard of. But uh, when we go there, that's that's a place that I, I have to stop and get a chicken burrito that they make. It's like probably my favorite dish on the planet. There you go. Sometimes the best place to eat is when you stop in some little town or some town and you ask the locals, where do you go to eat at? And you get <laughs> yeah, them little my, places that nobody knows about and sometimes them are the best. Most people want to eat Kansas City barbecue. I just want to go to Jose Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> How about a favorite holiday? Uh, definitely Christmas. Okay. Uh, what app on your phone do you use the most? Hmm. Probably Auto Trader Classics. <laughs> I like this guy, bud, I tell you. Uh, since you're on the road, how many speeding tickets do you have? Uh, enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
this next one could be good then. Tom. Okay, so you've had plenty of them. We're going to guess more than one anyhow. Um, what's the fastest you've ever driven on the highway? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even look at the speedo when I was going that fast. I just went fast enough where I felt like I needed to slow down. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably fast. We, we pro- probably, pro- probably the only time that I've ever looked down at the speedo gauge was in I, I, I finished all the work for my 71 C10 that's got a big block in it, and I wanted to see how fast it would go. And, and uh, that speedo gauge pegged out at 100, and it was still going. So huh. I don't know. Somewhere north of that. There you my, go. my dad had a little S15 that he dropped a 327 in. And he said he don't know. That one, I think it only went up to 90 or something, the speedometer. But he had yeah. it round to the P on the speedometer. So he don't really know how fast it was going. But he was like you. He said it was time to slow down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, oh, that's how you are in a sprint car. You, we don't have speedos in those. You just go to you feel like you can't go anymore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, um, what's your favorite drink? Whether alcoholic, water, pop, we don't care. What's your go-to uh, thing if you got to get something? Well, I, I would say, in the spirit of fun, if we're going to make it alcoholic, I would say uh, I like uh, Gatorade and vodka. They call it Faderade. Really? Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's because that, that we don't drink that's 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 yeah. That's because we drink I'm Pepsi. A bit, I, I, I'm a big margarita fan. If I if I'm gonna to go to a Mexican joint, I'm not gonna to go to a Mexican restaurant and not drink a margarita yep. unless it's unless it's noon. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't really break those rules. But if it's past five o'clock and we're going to the Mexican place, I'm getting a margarita. Well, what's that? Go. What's the song? It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, if money was no object, what uh, kind of car would you get? I'd get the one that's on my trailer. I, I'm dragging home right now. It's a uh, I, I went all the way to St. Louis today. I dropped everything I was doing uh, because there's a there was a 1962 Chevy Bel Air. They call it a bubble top, uh, four and a quarter horse, 409 four speed. That's that is my car, and I'm uh, I'm I've owned one before. I'm on my second one today, and hopefully uh, hopefully I get to hang on to it for a little while. <laughs> so is this all fixed up and ready to go or is that something you do yourself fully restored uh it's Oof. jet jet black um got an adobe beige interior it's uh it's right up my alley <laughs> <laughs> not that it's the same car but the first car i had to drive was a 62 impala i i've actually got one of those in the shop right now uh i bought a all original 62 Impala from uh, a guy in Kentucky two weeks ago. It had 24,000 miles on it. It's red on red. Oh, shit. Uh, nice, nice car. My, uh, mine was white on red. Yeah, nah, that's I, I love that kind of I'm a big X-Frame fan. Anything, all of the X-Frame Chevys, I, I really like that stuff. If it's not a C10 pickup, probably my next favorite thing is any car that was an X-Frame car. So a three on the tree in the '62 then, or no? This one's a four speed. Oh, you mean the Impala? Yeah. No, the, the the Impala is uh, it was just an inline six power glide. Nothing okay, special. Okay. Okay. This the one I had had a three twenty seven um, in it with a three on the tree. Okay. Yeah. The this, the Impala. I'm selling it to a guy in Texas, and that's what he's doing. He's putting a three twenty seven in it. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I got a '69 that I drive that's got the three on the tree on it yet. And it's wore oh, yeah. out. It's old, sloppy. 
I call it my anti-theft device. You don't even have to take the keys out of that thing because anybody that can drive it, they'll bring it back when they're done with it because otherwise somebody ain't going to steal it because they're not getting a half a block and they'll have her stuck between gears. Oh, you, you have no no idea how many times we'll, I'll I'll ship a car to somebody out of state that I'm selling it to and, and some shipping broker will show up to load it on the trailer and they won't. I'll have to load it for them because they don't know how to drive it. Yep, yep, can't drive it, yep. Yeah, can't drive it. Oh, that's man. awesome well we're definitely gonna have to get together when you get up here we can have some stories to tell sure that'd be fun <laughs> all right well hey we probably took enough of your time hunter uh anything else you want to say before we let you go no i just uh appreciate you guys having me it's it's uh, it's always fun to be able to just talk some racing and i get you know a little bonus if i get to talk classic cars so appreciate it and if uh if anybody listening ever does, you know, bump into me at a racetrack, be sure and say hey. And, and um, you know, same thing goes for, for anybody like that. I, I I love to talk racing and old cars, so don't be shy. Just say hey. All Perfect. Right. That's, that's awesome that you do that in the pits, too. I mean, a lot of you race car drivers do. But, uh, you know, it's just awesome that uh, you're willing to do that for, the, for us race fans. So we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Like to thank Octane Inc. from T South Dakota. They pretty much do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing, and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. We're back, Tope. Hey, that, that is racing and old cars. It don't get a lot better than that. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't know if he could be much more like you, Tope, uh, than... Uh, yeah, you know, we didn't get into, it sounds like he buys and sells them a little bit. I know, but, but uh, that's room for another podcast or a conversation at the high banks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, that. I mean, heck, you know, we have our little car show in Leicester here. We get 30 to 40 vehicles that show up, and they're within a 20-mile radius of Smallville, Leicester, Iowa here. Yeah. So, And really nice ones. Yeah, it's, yeah, I enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah. always have, been doing it for years, and... Wilkies and Eggesons do yep, a great the job with that. Car show. So yeah, yeah. But Hunter, he's big into old cars and stuff. And I mean, some people you can talk three on the tree, and they just look at you funny because they don't know what you're talking about. One thing we also found out through, you know, off air time is he also has a Coke machine. He's pretty pumped about yeah, too. Yeah, that's what he was picking up. That's why he had to stop. Had to. It was a what was it a fifty two. I don't know. Your Some Coca-Cola Coke machine, machine. And it worked. And it worked. And he's, he was pretty pumped He had to stop too. and get that loaded up. So we had to postpone the program. We switched things up. But it all worked out just great. Yeah. And, I mean, he had a great season last year. Yep. 
Uh, Staying with the same team again. Yep. Looking and, for a crew chief. Yep. Another guy looking another for guy a crew chief. Another guy looking for a crew chief. So, so uh, if you're out there. Yep. There's another opportunity <laughs> for you. Reach out. Yeah. So, but we wish him nothing but the best. Yep. Great show. Looking forward to visiting with him. You bet.